Welcome to the Drama Club. This week we talk about what we're watching, Linda Tripp, the Biebers and Kendall Jenner versus the Poors, Rihanna, Ezra Miller, shoutouts, and Steph tells us the story of Rodney King and the LA riots. Stay tuned. What up, fam? What up, fam? Feels good, right? Good, right? <laughs> yeah, I know it, dude. I know yeah. it, dude. And without further ado, we broadcast live from CA to NY. Ooh, I should probably charge my fucking uh, iPhone. I guess I don't need it, though. Let it get dead. <laughs> Let it get dead. At, are you the president now? <laughs> <laughs> That's embarrassing, because I probably do talk like that for <laughs> <laughs> I saw something going viral on Twitter that it was, it was just, it's just been a shit show the last few days. I mean, it's always a shit show, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But like the last few days, especially. Oh, I tuned in. I'll, I'll tune in every once in a while to the little press conferences, even though I know I shouldn't. But yeah, uh, I think it was yesterday when he was like, the virus, it's, it's yeah. brilliant. It's, yes, that's <laughs> the one I was watching. It's outsmarting the antibiotics and i was yeah. like motherfucker <laughs> what are you talking about he was like it's invisible and i was like they're the invisible. invisible like what are you <laughs> it's the invisible enemy yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's something oh my tia died this morning <gasps> may yeah which tia my dad's tia so my my grandma my great tia my tia nita Oh no, May! I'm so sorry. In, is she in Guatemala? No, no, no. She's in Florida. She's in Florida. Oh, oh no. She's she's like the only person on that side of the fa- on my dad's side of the family that a I look like and b is like normal that I feel like I can relate to. You know, like the yeah. She's the one that looks a lot like you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember seeing pictures of her. So R.I.P. to Anita, 86 or 87 years old. Wow. She lived a full ass life. COVID negative. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Pete. Life is precious. Your show is. What are you drinking? Gin and tonic. Ooh, same. G and T. Ooh, really? Yeah, but oh. I'm using. Remember, I told you I got from the five cent wine sale at uh, at Bevmo. They had the Fever Tree, all the different flavors for five cents. So I got oh, yeah. this like aromatic pink one. It's bomb. How'd... Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like the best How's one. It- is it a glass can or did you get the baby cans? G- glass, like a bottle, like a little, okay. like almost like a topo chico. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So I bought like the little baby aluminum cans, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is perfect because it's like perfect for one." Yeah, but they're actually like too small. <laughs> like, <I was> like, <laughs> uh, actually, never mind. I think I'll go regular. That was my problem with this. I was like, "Oh, there's two in here, though." You know, so I just had to put the like the um, kind of force the cap back on. And yeah. put it back in the fridge. It's gonna be flat if I don't make a second cocktail. But you know I'm gonna make a second cocktail. Fuck yeah, man. that's what's up. It's a. It's been a tough couple of weeks. Oh yeah, to say the least. For real. So today. Oh, did you watch the Fleabag thing? I did. Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. Made me cry a little yeah. bit at the end. Yeah. I was just like, I mean, it was fine. It was like the whole first season, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. Um, mostly, I was just like in awe of her. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say I was oh also God. in awe of the vision it took to turn that into the first season of Fleabag. 
because yeah. I can almost, I mean, it was good. And I can almost see someone saying, let's make a movie out of this. Maybe. Right. But like right. the the fact that they spun that into a whole a season show? of a show and now two seasons of a show, I was like, damn, someone has vision. Her, Phoebe, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, it was good. She makes me feel like a big pile of dog oh, shit. For real. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. How like brilliant and talented yeah. and just fuck yeah i think she's our age or more or less yeah. our age she's Hawal's age okay she's 34 yeah yeah that you look crazy. that shit up you're like <laughs> yeah i was like this bitch is your she age doing shit <laughs> <laughs> look at you <laughs> you know who i felt kidding. like um homegirl from from glow not obviously not allison brie but the other one. Oh yeah she's she our age she's our age damn betty gilpin yeah that's fucking rude <laughs> <laughs> how dare they <laughs> just making us all feel like shit i don't mind people that are the same age as us but if people that are younger than us i'm like what are you doing yeah stop, stop trying to show off that's fucking rude you're doing the most yeah, yeah. <laughs> relax don't you want to just fuck around for a little bit like damn uh what did we say oh linda trip oh it's I, a trip it, i was gonna say r.i but just all right. <laughs> yeah. Just re- like, yeah. Just rest. My girl, Monica, though. Yeah. My, wow. Like, what a person, right? Yeah. Monica Lewinsky found out that Linda Tri- So Linda Tripp, obviously, for people who don't mm-hmm. remember, she was the whistleblower in the Lewinsky scandal, which is that the name of that scandal? Because that's rude. That's what Monica says. Monica says we shouldn't be calling it the Lewinsky scandal. It shouldn't be called that. Right. The Clinton scandal. Yeah. The Clinton scandal. So when President, obviously President Clinton and mm-hmm. Monica Lewinsky, bam, chicka, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Linda Tripp is a snitch ass bitch. Yes, yes, yes. Who fucking, I think she, she didn't like befriend Monica to get the tea, but she was friends with Monica and then got the tea and leaked the tea. She was like, she was like co-workers with Monica. And then when she got kind of like a taste of what was going on, she was like, oh, ho- we are about to be friends, friends. So I yeah, think, she like scammed yeah. Monica. And she was way older than Monica. So that was yeah, fucked up. I know, super fucked up. So anyway, so she's the whistleblower in that shit. She was gravely ill and passed away this week. And Monica, when Monica Lewinsky... Why am I saying this shit? It's my <laughs> thing. This, sorry, man. <laughs> when Monica Lewinsky found out, she went on Twitter and was like, oh, just found out that uh, Linda Tripp is gravely ill and just want to say that I wish her peace i wish her the best and i was just like oh my god like time and time again monica Lewinsky shows herself to be an amazing person in spite of everything that is done to her especially this specific person who did it to her yeah it's crazy yeah yeah like think of how different her life would be if linda tripp didn't exist yeah but that's not where monica Lewinsky's mind grapes are at oh for real she thinks bigger than that yeah and that's a wonderful thing so R.I. Linda Tripp. I saw her son say, like, obviously, Linda Tripp got a bunch of hate after oh, it yeah. all went down. Yeah. And that's, I think, what she said. Like, most people were either, like, hate her or love mm-hmm. her, you know? Mm-hmm. And her son, even, like, when he confirmed that she was really sick this week, said something like, I know people are just going to think one thing about her, but she was more than that. She was a great mom and all this stuff, which is true. So that's what I'm sure she was. Yeah, I'm sure but she was, too. I It sucks that we... As a, I mean, like sometimes it's warranted, obviously, but we're always going to remember that like the best things that people did and the worst things that people did. When most of yeah. the time, most of us are just in the middle. 
right seriously (laughs) you know so it's like you know she did a really shitty thing i think yeah but i think so too what are you gonna do what are you gonna do life is precious Mm -hmm. oh is that what justin bieber said today oh my (laughs) god may uh so justin bieber Haley bieber and kendall jenner were on instagram live today just Uh, chit-chatting just chopping it up uh-huh. And uh, they decided to talk about the rest of us, a.k.a. the uh-huh. pores. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and, you know, they it seemed like they were trying, trying to to do something. Noble. Say something. Yeah, he was trying to say something, <laughs> but he did not say that. He said, let me try to find it. And it's just so bad, the whole thing. Like, like he looks dumb. Mm-hmm. Kendall and What's-Your-Face look dumb. And they don't have anything to add. Right. And he's struggling. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't got anything to say, shut the, shut fuck, the fuck up. <laughs> oh, before I forget, shout out. Oh, I found it. Shout out to Rihanna, who's just... Putting her fucking money where her mouth is, just and not uh, even like pr- like saying it's it, not announcing even her. it or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's the the mayor. I found out through the mayor of LA who was like, "Oh, Rihanna put four million dollars to battered women shelters because mm-hmm. obviously they're the ones that are struggling right now, being locked up with their fucking abusers." She gave millions of dollars to Barbados <laughs> yep. to help their medical system yeah. with the COVID nineteen fight. She gave like a million dollars to California to make masks and ventilators and shit. Rihanna for president. Seriously. (laughs) We're looking at you, Puff Daddy. Where's where's your donations? Okay, here it is. so great. (laughs) Here it is. So Justin said, how blessed are we? (laughs) A lot of of people in this time have a crappy situation. They look at us. And by the way, this whole time, Haley and Kendall are in like, Haley's in the background and Kendall's on her live just like agreeing just like mm -hmm, like, just like nodding quietly yeah so he says uh, yeah a lot of people in this time have a crappy situation they look at us and obviously we've worked hard for where we're at we can't (laughs) we can't feel bad for those things we have but (laughs) us taking that time to acknowledge that there are people who are struggling is important and that was the end of it (laughs) they're like yeah yeah Also, I think he's the only one that's he's worked hard. He's the only hard. one who's worked hard. That's like, that's a T right there. Yeah, he comes from like a regular schmegular ass family. But Kendall Jenner, she grew up rich as fuck. Yeah. She was like born and bred to be. Yeah. And I think we should acknowledge show. that. Yeah. Oh, look who's calling me. Oh, Tiffany. Let me just say what's up real quick. Tiff. Hey, how are you? Good. I'm recording with May right now. You're on the drama club. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, cool. We got an ow. Ow. <laughs> that was way better than what Kendall Jenner and <laughs> Hailey Bieber had to input with. No, but for real, that's the worst part. It's like, of all things to say with those people around, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's. <laughs> we work so hard for this shit. We can't feel bad about it. Yeah, he was talking to the hearse girl, and he was like, we worked so hard for this shit, bro. <laughs> What's her name? The baby one? Uh, fucking. She's with the uh, Nerdist, right? Yeah. Nerd? Yeah. Nerdist. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Whatever. She don't matter. 
Did we talk about that on the podcast? I think we did. Yeah. When the scandal came out, his ex-girlfriend wrote the... Did she say it through medium or no, she wrote no, like a little article, medium. Huh? yeah yeah it was good that was a good article mm-hmm. yeah. um and then her mom came to like defend his ass and shit right that that's weird. fucked up oh god yeah my, my, my mom may be a lot of things but she would she would not <laughs> hell no my mom would be like nope that's it <laughs> anyways yeah it's poor those poor rich idiots <laughs> Also, um, I get what he's trying. I feel bad for Justin a little bit because he's trying to say something. Uh, but you know what? They, you know what? The rest of us don't need acknowledgement right now. Yeah, that was actually like actually you can feel bad for that. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's you should feel so bad that you give money right. to organizations that need help people that are suffering right now here's someone who i never thought that i would be praising but jack from twitter who oh can't seem to get the nazis off of twitter but <sighs> out of nowhere just donated a third literally 29 percent of his wealth in an instant to help the covid19 response that is again putting your motherfucking money where your motherfucking mouth goes right i did see some sort of criticism of jack's donation oh i don't it, remember where is it because did it, it goes to one of his yeah because it went to something like that that's what i saw it's because you know i think that sometimes we don't realize that these people it's not like they don't have that cash on deck right <laughs> so like most people should know that right <laughs> right so I th- anyways i think there might have been criticism of him giving the stock yeah but that's what he had yeah i mean you know fuck it I got a 2011 Toyota Corolla. <laughs> That's all I got. You want to give us third of that? You guys need it? You can have it. It's got to be worth like $1,500. I got a Peloton that I'm returning in 29 days. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> 28 just to be safe. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, I wanted to give a shout, shout out. Yes. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to PRD0724. Oh, yeah. The homie. Yeah. From Instagram who hopped into our DMs, first of all, and said, mate, you would like this. And it's. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I did see. <laughs> and and it's a show. It's a show about like male strippers. It's in Espanol. And it's called Toy Boy. It's like a. It's like a suspense show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it surprised me. Because at first when she said it, I was like, oh, this is up my alley. And then I turned it on and I was like, oh, I got to (laughs) think. Hold up. (laughs) I thought it was going to be like Magic Mike straight up. Well, yeah. Because the the little screen grab that you see is like, it's strippers, it's stripping. Right. And, uh, but but there's like a murder mystery and there's someone who's got to like prove their innocence and shit. That shit slaps yeah yeah it's good it's like it's on the same level of basically like any other spanish drama i've seen from Spain. right yeah it was okay yeah that's pretty good it just wasn't what i expected yeah so i was like kind of disappointed but the 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 man in it is probably the finest man i've ever seen in my whole last life yeah he's very very good looking i keep staring at him <laughs> so like i started watching it i was watching the episode with the sound off and then i was like oh hold up 
<laughs> Let me start over because then shit started happening. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I waited for a while to not be here. Like, I was like, I, I can't watch this around here. But then I totally could have. <laughs> and then my favorite part is like that you think I thought, okay, so they got the stripping part out of the way because he's a stripper slash right. like a gigolo. But then like at the end of the first episode, then he they reveal that he has to go back to stripping. And I was like, Ooh. oh, yes. <laughs> Uh, there's another shout out that I wanted to give to to Mar Marlene or Ma oh yeah the girl who left us a review yes or do you think it's Marlene yeah. I think it's Marlene okay I just like it because it says Lenny <laughs> uh, Marlene thank you for the review because a you drowned out the one of the very the, negative yeah the very negative yeah. review but also. I think that iTunes removed that very negative review. Because remember, we had two of them talking about the same thing back to back. They took one right. off. They took one so off. So one, of, they must have been the same person. Yeah. Yeah, that's which is bullshit. All the ice cream <laughs> trucks passing by right here. <laughs> that song's fucking slaps. Is that fabulous? <laughs> yep, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah thank you my lenny that's so tight oh and then i have like one more little piece of drama i wanted to talk to you about ezra okay, miller oh yeah, yeah yeah okay so something crazy happened this week there was how old is this kid maybe more or less our age no yeah really yeah i think so oh i thought he was like a baby no, well, he had like. Oh, uh, well, he's twenty-seven. Oh, okay, yeah, so a little bit younger than us. Uh, so he was videotaped earlier this week choking out one of his fans. What? Yeah, hold on. I'm gonna. Where? I'm gonna send you the video right now. What, me? Yeah, it is. It was like um, a girl went up to him, kind of saying, um like will you play fight with me like uh, at a bar situation i'll let you see it hold on what yeah it is also this guy has fans <laughs> the fuck i think he's in a marvel thing oh you know who's cute uh is that kid tom holland is that the one who kind of looks like tom hardy or no is that spider-man no yeah it's spider-man oh. he's not like he's not like anything my type i just think he's like a cute kid and Every time I see him, he's, like, being really happy. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I DM'd it to you. Learn it? Did you want to fight? Is that the deal? Whoa, bro, bro, bro. Hey, what fight? the fuck? Learn yeah. Learn it? Did you want to fight? Is that the deal? <gasps> Whoa, bro, bro, bro. What the fuck? So the guy who was taking the video said that that's his sister in the video and that she was kind of like playfully in front of him just saying like, oh, fight me, fight me or something. He was like, you want to fight? You want to fucking fight? Grabbed her by the neck and threw her down. May, what the fuck? Isn't that fucked up? Yeah, fuck that kid. We don't need your ass. And you can see her just kind of like, not even, and when I say like yeah, playfully like fighting, yeah, yeah, she's, it didn't look like a threat in the slightest. She looks more like she's breakdancing, honestly. Like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like exactly what if I went up to Steph and I was like, you want to fight, fight me or something? Like, it would just yeah. be like dancing. So he grabs her, chokes her out, throws her to the ground. 
and then you uh the guy taking the video is like bro 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 stop 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 and yeah like he well so the guy says that ezra was fucked up drunk as so fuck, what? uh and that it's, drunk or on drugs maybe because he says they that was a bar and oh, okay. i think that the guy taking the video works at the bar and he says that he had been serving him and yeah. he was getting fucked up and that like then it took like three guys to physically toss his ass out after this like pick him up like by the chonies and like toss him because he God would not leave damn. but it's it looks bad look, i would encourage you guys to look up the video because it looks bad it looks really bad it looks like it looks like he's literally like gonna kill her like he's choking her and yeah. throwing her to the floor and that news came and went just because like everything else oh, i didn't even know about it I, it was it started trending because i think that's somewhere in canada maybe um because oh. there's snow around oh anyway uh it came and went in the middle of the night but like it 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 was posted in the middle of the night and by the morning i didn't see anybody talking about it anymore is he the flash or yeah it looks like yes, he's the flash he's the flash okay well mm -hmm. there on i just did a quick google search and it's saying looks like the flash it canceled over choking incident oh good yeah yeah i mean that's huge yeah that's great yeah wow oh there's a petition Good. launched to m remove him also hmm. what the fuck it's weird it's fuck dude why would you do that i don't know that if that's how you no act playfully sense. then i'd be scared right. to be around you when you're actually mad <laughs> no he was mad mm -hmm. it's like he took it the complete wrong way yeah. or something yeah i don't know yeah gross yeah so all right all right rip ezra miller <laughs> <laughs> sorry to this man i don't know are those those actually now that i'm thinking about it also might not be his pronouns he might be a they rp to them <laughs> who ezra ezra oh yeah giving uh non-binary people a bad name now oh too. yeah they them <laughs> yeah yeah don't do this <laughs> don't don't do this to us dude <laughs> come on um what's the perks of being a wallflower about the you never read that book the perks of being a mm -mm. wallflower oh it's i mean i don't know how it would be now but i read it when i was mm -hmm. in high school probably like 15 and it was great and then uh i never watched the movie but i knew that they had made a movie of it and he was the main person um mm -hmm. Oh, that move that book is so actually maybe you should read it, May, because it's gonna be like a short Yeah. Like two hour read, maybe. And the it, cast looks good. Yeah. Emma Watson, May Whitman. Oh wow, actually it looks like it did all right for a book to movie. Kate Walsh, Dylan McDermott, uh Paul Rudd, Joan Cusack. You know I fuck with Joan Cusack. Oh, Joan Cusack is a fucking treasure. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I liked Shameless in the beginning too, because her character is so fucking good she was on shameless yeah she's like the first hmm. i mean she i think she's still even on it but she was like a main character the first oh. few seasons yeah the book came out in 1999 it's just a young adult book it's really cute i don't want did you to ever read about it. angus thongs and full frontal snogging May, i read angus thongs and full frontal <laughs> snogging like six months ago bitch <laughs> i will pick those up and randomly read that shit because i love those books uh yeah, I remember when, I don't know if I read them, like, right when they came out, but I was young, for sure. Yeah, like, and, middle school, I think. 
I think, yeah, because my mom got it for me because she was like, oh, I heard this was like Bridget Jones, but for kids. May. And I was like, oh, yes. They're still good, May. <laughs> and then the second one is like, now I'm the, at least now I'm the girlfriend of, I'm the goddess of a sex god or some shit. I don't even <laughs> fucking know. This shit is so fucking good. And her best friend, Jazz, is such a drag. <laughs> <laughs> they made a movie out of those two, yeah, right? Yeah, I heard it was awful, so I never saw it also. Yeah. I don't like when they ruin I- it. Because I think they were also like low rent movies. They're like TV movies. Yeah, that's whack. And then like her cat is such a cool character. How are you going to translate that into the movie? I don't know. Yeah, those books are so fucking good. I think I read like five of them because they went on and on and on. Oh, really? Yeah. I knew there were like multiple. I think I read for sure. I read the first one and then maybe the second one. But no, I I swear, like when I was in law school, I randomly because I had read them in middle school and then I read them again when I was in high school. And then when I was in law school, I like randomly remembered it and I bought them all and I fucking (laughs) read them all. And then the other day, like I swear, like maybe like six months ago, I saw one and I was like, I'm gonna read this shit real quick. (laughs) They're so funny. (laughs) Somewhere out there, somebody's still getting snogged. (laughs) (laughs) Not me. Not me. Oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> I remember snogging. That was a lot. <laughs> I feel bad for single people and people with kids at this time. Y'all got it real rough out there. I actually, well, <laughs> <laughs> May. And of course, dusk is approaching, and that curfew be in effect very 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 uh, soon anarchy in the streets all right what's up everyone my name is stephanie and my name is may and this is the drama club this is the podcast about celebrities scandals drama biographies the brilliant invisible viruses (laughs) (laughs) i had to cough and i was like is this gonna happen or what (laughs) yeah welcome welcome i'm up this week what you got i'm gonna talk about rodney king and the la riots oh shit was this on our list no no it wasn't fun fact my mom knows new rodney king shit (laughs) so i was gonna do this for i thought a twofer i was like oh Uh i could do rodney king as a twofer and then fuck no it is long Okay. Because right. you, you can't not go into the L.A. riots. Right. And so it gets super long. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know if our international friends know about Rodney King and his story, but he's a super important figure in California and in the U.S., mm-hmm. I think. Uh, for this, I watched this documentary called L.A. Burning, the riots 25 years later, which is really great, actually. I think I saw that. Yeah. John Singleton is interviewed yeah. throughout like all of it, and uh-huh. it's worth it just to see him talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And they use like all the all the highlight footage that you see if you like go on YouTube and look this shit mm-hmm. up. All right. So Rodney King was born in Sacramento, California in 1965. He had four. He doesn't even go here. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's not even from here. He's not even. From... It's like Tupac. Like it's like. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He had four siblings. His dad was a violent alcoholic and died when Rodney was 19 years old at the age of 42. Rodney had his first child, a daughter, while he was still a teenager. Wow. So pretty rough childhood. On November 3rd, 1989, Rodney robbed a liquor store in Monterey Park. 
He threatened the store owner with an iron bar and hit him with a wooden pole. What? <laughs> what? What are these weapons? He stole $200 cash from the register and then was later caught, convicted, and sentenced to two years in prison. He was released in 1990 after having served one year. After being released from jail, Rodney married another woman and he had his second daughter. Fun fact, his second wife, Donetta, is cousin to rapper Mac-10. What? That's so random, right? What the fuck? I know, I just wanted to throw that in there. Shout out to (laughs) Mac-10. Oh, (laughs) no, because he's a piece of shit. Remember how he did T-Boz? Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Uh, later they got divorced and then he married another time and had a third daughter soon after. And that marriage also ended in divorce. So pretty tumultuous life for our boy Rodney King up until now. On March 2nd, 1991, Rodney and his friends hung out at, hung out at their homie's house, watching basketball, drinking and shit. Uh They leave in the super early morning hours of March 3rd, 1991. It was Rodney, his friends, Bryant Allen and Freddie Helps. They jumped in a 1987 Hyundai and they were driving on the 210 freeway in the San Fernando Valley area of Los Angeles. Shout out to the Valley. Yep. Shout out to the 210 freeway. Also, that's my jam. (laughs) Mm -hmm. At 1230 a.m., Officer Tim and Melanie Singer, who were a husband and wife members of the California Highway Patrol. What? Isn't that crazy? Like, should they be linked up like that? That's what I thought, too. This whole time I was like, this seems wrong. Mm -mm. So anyways, husband and wife members of the california highway patrol noticed that this car was speeding so they started a pursuit with lights and sirens on and ended up reaching 117 miles per hour while rodney sped away refusing to pull over damn that hyundai could go 117 miles per hour in 1987 in 87 hyundai yeah 1987 hyundai the year is 1991 the man is rodney king The, the freeway, freeway is, is the, the 210. 210. The 210. <laughs> the area is the San Fernando Valley. <laughs> but seriously, that shit could go that fast? Okay. I okay. mean, barely, right, May? Like, <laughs> floor it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Rodney later said he was trying to outrun the police because a DUI, because he's obviously drunk while he's driving at this time. He had been obviously. drinking with his homies. Well, he had been drinking with his homies and oh, left okay, at okay. midnight, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, are they drinking? Oh, Yeah, for sure. Something. Something yeah. good. Uh, <laughs> and then, so he didn't want to get a DUI because a DUI would violate the parole he was on for the prior robbery conviction uh, from yeah, a year yeah, prior. Yeah. And remember, he had just gotten out of jail a year before. Right. Rodney finally exited the freeway and the pursuit continued on residential streets. The pursuit oh. at this point was ranging between 55 to 80 miles per hour. And Rodney ran one red light during the entire pursuit. Mm -hmm. At this point, Tim and Melanie called backup. And Rodney is now being followed by several police cars. And a police helicopter is keeping a fucking eye out. So this is a full-blown fucking police chase. This shit's on ABC7. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is like what I live for. I love police (laughs) car chases. You know, I always think about... Don't you think they used to be more prevalent when we were younger? Oh, yeah. But I think everybody knows now. Like, you ain't getting away. Yeah. Or what you gotta do, you gotta drive towards the airport so then the helicopter can't follow your ass. Yeah. Remember that one when we were in college when they were throwing money out the car? Yeah. That's one of my favorite ones in a long time. Bring that back. (laughs) That's the best, dude. 
just bring make fake ones like somebody make a show about that shit and then i think that could bring us together in this difficult time everybody yeah in front of their tvs watching a high speed chase hell yeah or even a slow speed chase to be honest because we were all watching oj yeah that show was exciting um after eight miles of the chase on residential streets police officers finally cornered rodney's car the first five lapd officers to arrive were stacy coon lawrence powell timothy wind theodore briseno and rolando solano every single one of those racist names yeah those are the lapd officers we also have tim and melanie who are california highway patrol oh okay so officer tim ordered rodney and his two passengers out of the vehicle and to lie down on the ground alan exited the vehicle and lay on the ground and he was manhandled kicked stomped taunted and threatened by all officers Mm -hmm. helms got out and was hit on the head while lying on the ground and was later treated for a laceration on the top of his head. Oh. His bloody baseball cap was later turned over to the police as evidence. So Rodney, at first, he stayed in the car. When he finally got out, he was reportedly gagged, patted to the ground, and and he looked up and waved to the police helicopter <laughs> above. Yeah. Then he grabbed his butt which officer Melanie said she took to mean that he was reaching for a weapon. He was later found to be completely unarmed. Just Mm -hmm. FYI. Mm -hmm. Melanie drew her pistol, pointed it at Rodney and ordered him to lie on the ground. Officer Tim approached with his gun drawn, preparing to arrest Rodney. At this point, officer Kuhn of the LAPD told Tim and Melanie that LAPD was now taking command and ordered all officers to holster their weapons. Okay. LAPD officers are taught to approach a suspect without their gun drawn because there's mm-hmm. a risk that the suspect could gain control of it, obviously. Oh, sure. Yeah. So Officer Kuhn ordered the four other LAPD officers to subdue and handcuff mm-hmm. King using a technique called swarm, which I had never heard of the name of this, but it totally, like, you know this in your head. It's basically Uh a bunch of officers grabbing a suspect with empty hands in order to quickly overcome the resistance. If you've ever watched cops, you've seen them do that shit. It's like, um, it looks like a, like a football, like piling on the football. Yeah, and everybody's just going for all the limbs and shit. Mm -hmm. Rodney resisted, and he literally stood up while they were trying to get him on the ground. Mm-hmm. At this point, the four officers believe that Rodney may be under the influence of PCP as his strength was like incredibly impressive. Mm-hmm. Please note that Rodney tested negative for PCP p- following this arrest. Huh. Rodney was then tasered twice by Officer Kuhn. At this point, a bystander named George Holiday began videotaping what was going on. George lived in an apartment near the intersection of Foothill and Osborne where all this was going down. He heard the commotion, grabbed his camcorder, and started filming from his window. This is incredible. This is so incredible. How many people have a camcorder back then, first of all? It's one of those giant ones. Yeah. Yeah. And then who in the right in their right minds would think to go grab it? And yeah, because it's not like now where like we record stuff because it's so easy to like post and have an audience yeah. to view it, right? Yeah. Like yeah. back then when you recorded something, it's like for your family or yeah. a very limited amount of people right so you don't think to record shit like this it's not Uh easy and it just for what yeah Ooh. part of history yeah seriously holiday's video starts with rodney on the ground he gets up 
Rodney. Rodney gets up and rushes towards Officer Powell, which later was argued in court to mean that he was going to attack or flee. And uh, Rodney and Officer Powell collide with one another. Rodney gets tasered at this point for a third time. Officer Powell then hits Rodney with his baton and Rodney's knocked to the ground. Officer Powell strikes Rodney just a shit ton of times with his yeah. baton while Rodney's on the ground knocked out. Yeah. Officer Briseno then moves in trying to hold back Officer Powell from striking again because obviously this is just like a fucking full-blown attack. Right. And Powell finally stands back. Officer Kuhn then reportedly says that's enough at which point Rodney wakes up and gets up to his knees and then Officer Powell comes back and hits him again with his batons. Oh God. Officer Kuhn then acknowledges that at this point he ordered the use of batons once rodney had stood up again mm -hmm. directing everybody to hit rodney with power strokes powell and officer wind used bursts of power strokes and then backed up when he fell on the floor and then the officers just proceed by beating the shit out of rodney yeah that he's on the ground they're hitting his joints officer coon tells them to hit his joints so they're yeah. just fucking kicking his wrists his elbows his knees his ankles and at this point officers wind Briseno, and powell strike him just fucking non-stop and it adds up to a total of 33 blows to his body and seven kicks oh and are the kicks part of procedure no, like is that May, this cannot you know, be this is fucking horrible the uh, the married couple they're not taking part no because the lapd took over yeah but they're there but they're watching i think they're there yeah okay. i don't see why they would have left yeah. yeah um now after they beat the shit out of him the officers swarm him and he's finally placed in handcuffs and cord cuffs restraining his arms and his legs he's dragged on his stomach to the side of the road while they wait for an ambulance mm -hmm. Rodney was then rushed to Pacifica Hospital, and he had suffered a fractured facial bone, broken right ankle, multiple bruises and lacerations throughout his body. Shit. Blood and urine samples showed that he was intoxicated, and he also had tested positive for marijuana. Mm -hmm. But as we know, that stays in your system forever, so. Yeah. And if you have smoked weed, that doesn't <laughs> give, like, I mean, like, what are you going to do? <laughs> Fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> The Pacifica Hospital nurses reported that the LAPD officers who brought Rodney in were openly bragging and joking about the number of times that they had hit him. Oh, Jesus. Officers obtained Rodney's identification from his clothes. But let's not forget that our friendly neighborhood, George, had recorded the entire end of the beating, which is mm -hmm. basically the most horrific part. Yeah. George first contacted the LAPD two days later to let them know that he had taped the incident. He then went to KTLA with his footage and they immediately agreed to show it. The video footage was played on that night's news and became an instant media sensation, like the basically old school viral video. It's iconic. I it, mean, I don't know if that's the right word, word for but it. The, it's infamous. It's infamous. Yeah. Yeah. It, this is like, I mean, the... It, like the Zapruder, the Kennedy assassination film right. of the 90s. You right. Know? Yeah. It was huge. It was aired everywhere over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Cop watch organizations were then started throughout the U.S. to try to safeguard against police brutality. And in the documentary, I watched like a lot of the black people that they are interviewing say like, 
we all knew this was happening and this is the first time that like white america and like other america finally like got to see Uh and like they couldn't believe it like we all already knew about it but it was like so huge because everybody else couldn't believe it yeah the la county district attorney filed charges against four officers with assault and use of excessive force the jury was composed of nine white people one biracial male one latino and one asian american Mm -hmm. there were no black members of the jury and wasn't it where was it um yeah so the the attorneys filed a petition to change venue because they said that they were com- going to be completely prejudiced against if it was held in la county yeah because that's where like you know everybody was up in arms and like it, the news stations were playing it like basically nonstop. Uh-huh. so it went to the valley to simi valley i think yeah right? uh- and there was like there's like it's like i think like la county population is like whatever at this point let's say like 40 percent black uh, this is just a number i'm throwing out and uh-huh. simi valley was like four percent you know yeah and another thing it's like m- they have a weird percentage of police officers that In live simi there valley. yeah it's like a huge it's like um like uh like Staten Island in New York. That's where all the cops and the firefighters live. Like right, that's where they fucking live. Exactly. Because if you're a cop for LA, you can't live in LA County. Well, Simi yeah. Valley is close enough to for your commute. Mm-hmm. So they all live in Simi Valley. The jury deliberated for seven days before ultimately acquitting all four officers of assault and acquitted three of the oh. four officers of using excessive force. Ugh. The jury could not agree on a verdict for the fourth officer charged with using excessive force. The verdict was ultimately based on the first three seconds of George's footage because the news stations initially had cut the first part of the video, which showed when Rodney rose to his feet when he was on the ground. Yeah. So the video editing kind of had influenced jury members by noting that the cut footage was essential to their decision to acquit as it appeared as though Rodney standing up and charging Powell was like a, a real threat to the officers at that point. Yeah. Further, the officer's testimony that they had already tried to restrain him, restrain him, and that he was showing like this crazy strength led the jury members to decide to acquit. Like they thought that they had done what was necessary at that point. Later, the prosecution argued that the jurors acquitted because they had become desensitized to the video of the beating because the defense played the video over and over and over again in slow motion, basically broke it down until all of its emotional impact was lost. I see. Outside the Simi Valley Courthouse where the acquittals were delivered, county sheriff's deputies protected Stacy Kuhn from angry protesters on the way to his car. Movie at this point, John Singleton's in the crowd because he said that he was actually filming Poetic Justice with Tupac and, and uh, Janet Janet in Simi Valley, and they had heard that the decision was going to be read, so they were like, "Let's go to the courthouse." But oh, only shit. he went. Yeah, yeah. So he's outside, and he says, "Quote." Like they they like cut like some news station is like, "What do you think, John?" or whatever, mm-hmm. and he says, "Quote by having this verdict, what these people have done, they lit fuse to a bomb." Like, right after everything happened. Oh, I got chills. Because it's true. Yeah. And, I mean, you'll see, but yeah. Yeah, Right. President George H.W. Bush said, quote, Viewed from outside the trial, it was hard to understand how the verdict could possibly square with the video. The civil rights leaders with whom I met were stunned. And so was I. And so was Barbara. And so were my kids. You know what? Shout out to George H.W. Bush. What a statement. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Within hours of the announcement of the verdicts, 
riots began throughout Los Angeles. The black community felt ignored by justice again and saw this as the most blatant act of racism. And they were tired of suffering at the hands of the system that are supposed to protect us all. Is it supposed to, though? <laughs> you know, it's supposed to protect some people. Yeah. So, well, that's a, it's supposed to protect us all, does it? Mm. No. Mm. At first, Rodney's attorney and the attorney for the defense didn't actually think that race was an important factor in this case. But the Hollywood holiday video had stirred up this deep resentment among the African Americans in LA and other major cities where they had already been the victims of this police abuse. Mm -hmm. It was like, finally, like I said, like there was like, finally there's like some evidence to show the world, the reality that we deal with. Yeah. And, and okay. So now here it is. Everyone look at it. Exactly. And they're like nothing. I don't give a fuck. That's the worst. Yeah. Cause it's a, it's a one thing where you're like, it's like your word against, you know, the man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's shitty, but they're going to get the, the benefit of the doubt. Right. But, and but people now think here it is. Right. And still. Yeah. The week prior to the verdicts, LAPD had set aside one million for anticipated overtime following a possible acquittal. Yeah. So the judge announced that a verdict was reached at one o'clock and that he would re- read the verdict at three o'clock specifically to give police and emergency responders some time to get ready. Yeah. They read the verdict at 3.15, and by 3.45, more than 300 people had surrounded the L.A. County Courthouse to protest. Wow. African Americans in Los Angeles who were outraged by the verdicts began rioting in the streets of South Central Los Angeles along with the Latino communities. At 4.15 p.m., a large group of people approached a payless liquor, and they just decided they weren't going to pay. They hit the store owner's son with a bottle of beer and smashed the glass front door. Two officers arrived, but by the time they got there, everything had already happened. They had already looted the store. Fuck. At 4.58 p.m., the Los Angeles mayor, Tom Bradley, had a news conference to discuss the verdicts. And he said, quote, the verdict will not blind us to what we saw on the video. The men who beat Rodney King do not deserve to wear the uniform of the LAPD. Oh. Wow. Okay. That speech later became hella controversial because a lot of the LAPD officers said that they thought that the mayor saying this invited the riot. I don't I don't know about that because it's sort of like an I hear you, if which is like the most basic basic thing that you could have offered. I think if anything to turn a blind eye to what the officers did could have made it worse. Yeah, for sure. Around this time, a suspect threw an object on the car of two police officers and 16-year-old by the name of Seandal Daniels was arrested after those officers got backup from two other officers. So we got four officers now. Mm-hmm. A crowd formed and the police's rough handling of the 16-year-old agitated the crown who began taunting police. The police tried to form a perimeter around the arresting two officers as the crowd started to grow more and more hostile, leading to further altercations and arrests. One member of the crowd stole a flashlight of the LAPD officer, but the other officers were like, let's just fucking get the fuck out of here because the crowd was getting crazy. So the police ended up just 
jumping in their car and bouncing because they knew that w- they weren't going to be able to take care of it. Yeah. It was how many against, how yeah, many, they, like two completely against how many? outnumbered. Yeah. yeah. This crowd then moved one block south to the intersection of Florence and Normandy. Shout out to Florence and Normandy. Yeah. <laughs> and a group of young men broke the padlock on Tom's Liquor, which is a, like if you've yeah. ever driven by there, you know Tom's Liquor. <laughs> yeah. After which 100 people entered, raided, and looted the shit out of it. The rioters in the street then began attacking attacking anyone who was of non-black appearance, smashing rocks at people's cars, pulling people from their cars when they were at stoplights or stop signs, smashing window shops, and just like assaulting people on the sidewalk, cussing at them, like pushing them, like it just got very violent. Oh, this is horrible. By now, the news stations are filming from helicopters, and even a few journalists had jumped in to join, not to join, but to film and photograph what was going on. And in that documentary, like some of the uh, photographers are interviewed and stuff, because some of these pictures became super famous, Mm -hmm. and they're like fucking scared, and they start getting like attention on them, and they fucking bounce out of there quick. Because these are these are your local news people. These aren't people who are in Kuwait in a war zone who signed right. up for that. You know, right? Yeah, <laughs> these are like the people that are doing stories about like the cat that's in the tree. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Not so uh, shockingly, for whatever reason, police officers were not deployed to Florence and Normandy to restore order or yeah. rescue anybody in that area. They're Allegedly, so eager to use their fucking force, but not to protect those people exactly uh later the police said oh they at that point they were still quote assessing the situation but there's fucking helicopters yeah filming this shit going down at 6 45 p.m a white truck driver was pulled from his truck by mm. a group of black men while at a light on florence and normandy he was kicked beat and struck unconscious with a fire extinguisher this is all on video that's this is yeah all of these are on video that i talk about he lay unconscious for over five minutes as his truck was looted before he finally regained consciousness and drove his truck out of the way. Wow. As he drove off, another truck driver entered the same intersection. Reginald Denny, a white truck driver, was dragged from his semi-trailer and severely beaten by a mob of local residents. The news helicopters broadcast live footage of his attack. And his is like the main one that you see played. Um, yeah like on on everything basically when they talk about the riots reginald was struck in the skull by a brick they beat the shit out of him with pipes they kicked him they punched him he was on the ground at 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 this point you know and they're just like basically beating the shit out of him what is this i don't know it's like a mass hysteria yeah like mob mob mentality i don't know all in all reginald suffered 91 fractures Fuck. Reginald was rescued by a local black resident, Bobby Green, and three other residents. Heroes. Bobby was a truck driver who was watching the broadcast live from his home. When he saw what was happening, he ran out to help. Wow. Reginald at that point had climbed into the cab of his truck and was trying to like uh, turn his truck on and drive off. But he was drifting in and out of consciousness because he had been beaten the head. Bobby jumped in, moved him out of the driver's seat, took a hold of the wheel, and drove the truck to Daniel Freeman Hospital in Inglewood, and Reginald went into a seizure upon arrival. Wow. Uh, The footage of Reginald being beat to shit by the mob, uh, it's 
you might as well put it side by side with the footage of Rodney being beat to shit by the cops. Yeah. It's the same thing. No, but you're only right. one group of these men are going to be considered criminals. Mm-hmm. An hour after Denny was rescued, helicopters filmed a beating of a construction worker and Guatemalan immigrant Fidel Lopez. Oh. Fidel was pulled from his GMC pickup and robbed of $2,000 cash. Rioters smashed his forehead open with a car stereo and someone tried to slice his ear off. What the fuck? After Fidel lost consciousness, the crowd spray-painted his chest, torso, and genitals black. He was rescued by a local reverend, Benny Newton, who told the writers, if you kill him, you have to kill me too. Hey. Fidel survived the attack, but it took him years to recover and reestablish his construction business. I bet. Reverend Benny Newton and Fidel became very close friends following the incident. Meanwhile... There's ongoing looting at basically all stores in the area, mm-hmm. including gun stores, electronic stores, oh, liquor stores, furniture stores, everything. Mm-hmm. A bunch of cars are getting into accidents on the street trying to avoid people and to avoid the commotion. And finally, people start setting shit on fire. Because, I mean, fuck Why it. Why not? At 7.36 p.m., the sun set. At 7.45 p.m., the first fall the first call came in reporting a fire. Police decided to show up to Florence and Normandy at 8.30 p.m. That's the first time police showed up. Jesus Christ. By which time the area was in complete ruins and basically everybody had already moved on. Yeah. So let's back up a second because this was the this was this mob over here on Florence and Normandy. But after the verdicts, a crowd had grown around the LAPD headquarters at Parker Center in downtown L.A. Shout out to downtown L.A. The crowd grew and became violent while police tried to form a very weak line to protect the LAPD headquarters. Yeah. At around 9 p.m., the Parker Center crowd began full-blown rioting. They walked through Civic Center, attacking law enforcement, overturning police cars, setting shit on fire, and blocking traffic on the 101 freeway through downtown L.A. Listen, if, (laughs) if you're, I mean obviously all of this fucking sucks but like that's who you that's who you attack right you know what i mean yeah like, it makes me sad the truck driver the guatemalan yeah. man like it that makes me really sad because it's just us doing damage to us yes exactly you know like that like why i mean and i i mean i think i mean those black residents were fucking pissed and with reason mm-hmm but and it at, hurts. It's painful. Yeah. You know? And it's like you you need to let this pain out somehow. But yeah. But this is not productive. Not, I'll yeah. Tell you that uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Nearby firefighters were shot at while trying to put out fires set by looters. Oh, LA and Mayor, that's another thing. Firefighters are heroes. Firefighters are heroes. And <laughs> they have and no business being, no, <laughs> being attacked. Yeah. No. L.A. mayor requested that the governor send over a National Guard to assist, but they didn't get there until nighttime. They were deployed to the police command center and started handing out bulletproof vests to all the firefighters. Mm. At 9.15 p.m., rioters gathered at the site where Rodney had been beaten. They marched towards LAPD Foothill headquarters while throwing rocks, shooting guns into the air, and setting things on fire. 
what had started as a protest about police injustice had completely transformed into anarchy and group rioting. My man, George Holiday, though, he still lived right there, right? I I don't know. I mean, this is probably like a year later. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not sure. I hope he's okay. Me too. In that documentary I watched, so many people who were present not participating actively, but trying to save themselves and mm-hmm. other victims said that what you saw was just like people ramping each other up and just fucking losing themselves in this greater like mass hysteria like you said yeah they said that they like saw their own neighbors who never participated in any violence or crimes just like just because like everybody else is doing so they just fucking jumped in like that's what i keep thinking about what does it take for everybody if i I understand like a like a one or two people you know uh, bad apples or whatever going nuts but it was everybody there has to be something psychologically that explains this and uh, i mean what's to say that wouldn't have been you or me right for sure yeah you know yeah so now we wake up to day two of the riots april 30th 1992 <laughs> there was a riot in the street tell me <laughs> hey. where you? that's some california shit yep. right there the mayor placed a curfew for the court area affected by the morning, rioting, looting, and arson was ride- widespread around all of L.A. County. Mm-hmm. The rioting had moved north of South Central through Central L.A. and reaching Hollywood. Hollywood Boulevard was in flames. Yeah. And rioting spread through Long Beach and Inglewood. You know, this is literally my first memory of being in the United States, which is really shitty. <laughs> <laughs> I try to ask my mom about this shit and she's like, oh yeah, it was crazy. We just stayed inside. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's all I got to say. Okay. On this day, rioters targeted stores owned by Koreans Uh. and other Asians, which reflected this ongoing tension between them and the African-American communities. Mm. So let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. In 1991, one year prior to the Rodney King acquittals, there was an incident involving a black ninth grader named Latasha Harlins and a Korean storekeeper named Soon Jadu. Soon grabbed Latasha's sweater and backpack. So Latasha was buying orange juice from Empire Liquor, which is mm-hmm. Soon's family's store in Compton. Latasha was at the register and soon grabbed her sweater and backpack because she suspected that Latasha was trying to steal the orange juice. Mm-hmm. And Latasha fucking hit soon in the face, knocked her down. And she's soon is like, you're trying to steal. You're trying to steal. And Latasha's like, no, I'm trying to pay. I'm trying to pay. Why would you go up to the counter? Yeah. If you're trying to steal something, but so <laughs> soon. So she knocks soon down and then she turns to walk away and soon gets up and shoots her in the back of the head, killing her. Jesus. R.I.P. R.I.P. The security camera tape showed that when Latasha was found on the ground, she was clutching cash in her hands yeah. because she was trying to pay yeah. when she was killed. Soon testified on her own behalf in trial and said that she had acted in self-defense and believed that her life was in danger. She was convicted of voluntary manslaughter forced to pay a fine of $500 and was not sentenced to any prison time. That's how much the life of a child is worth. $500. A black child. A, a, a black, black girl. girl. Yeah. yeah. One week before the riots, the appellate court had upheld the decision taken by the lower courts. Mm-hmm. 
So we're coming off of this appellate court decision right when the Rodney King verdict came in. So this caused the relationship between the African-American community and the Korean-American communities to just significantly worsen. Oh, a legal question. Who appealed it? Who? Oh, probably the uh, the prosecution. You can do that. Yeah, you can appeal. You can appeal. Okay, because I thought that's like double jeopardy. Like you can't. You know what I mean? No, you you. I mean, then then uh, the appellate system just wouldn't exist. I mean, you appeal saying that something went wrong, right? I thought you can only appeal if you were uh, the defendant. No, everybody can appeal. Okay. Yeah. So another thing is that a lot of the African-American community, they were angry towards a growing Korean immigrant community in South Central because they kind of saw them as, quote, like earning a living in their communities. Yeah. Sprinkle some cultural differences, language barriers, Mm -hmm. and honestly, ignorance, and you just have a recipe for fucking disaster. Yeah. During the second day of the L.A. riots, the LAPD completely abandoned Koreatown and cut off streets which led inside to Koreatown, which meant that a lot of the Korean residents were fucking trapped without help. Horrible, horrible. P.S., the roads that they blocked off were the roads that led to wealthy, predominantly white cities of Beverly Hills and WeHo. Yeah. A lot of Korean residents said that their calls to the police were just completely ignored. Yeah, and that's when you see, like, Korean residents on the rooftops because what fucking choice do they have at that point with right. like guns <laughs> right is that what they wanted is that what yeah. the cops wanted they wanted just to like have the a cops l- don't care about koreans yeah. they don't care about they don't the latinx yeah. they don't care yeah. about the black people mm-hmm. they just want us to all kill each other yeah the lack of aid forced korean koreatown citizens to organize their own armed securities teams which is what may's talking about which was basically composed of store owners and their children yeah to just defend their family businesses from the rioting a lot of the men that owned the stores in Koreatown had military experience because a lot of oh, them had right. served in the Republic of Korea Armed Forces yeah. before immigrating to the U.S. And a lot of Asian uh, Americans got their citizenship by joining the U.S. Army mm-hmm. or U.S. military, not just Army, obviously. The news broadcast live open gun battles between Korean shopkeepers and groups of looters. So this is the film footage that May's talking about where you see these Korean shopkeepers literally on the roofs of their businesses with fucking guns yeah. drawn. Because what choice do they have at that point? Right. 18-year-old Edward Lee was accidentally shot to death by other Korean shopkeepers while trying to protect his family's pizza shop with three of his friends. And there's a very famous photo of his body lying on the street. Yeah. Out of the $50 million in damage done to LA, and there's actually a lot of different figures in terms of how much damage exactly this caused. Yeah, so that's just a number I'm throwing in here. Uh, Half of it was on Korean-owned businesses. Oh, Jesus Christ. Many Korean-Americans who survived the riots have argued that this showed that people of minority races and ethnicities must group together for protection from a system that doesn't protect non-whites Mm-hmm. with the commitment or vigor given to white america and that's yeah. fucking true yeah it's true the effects of the la riots displaced many korean americans and destroyed their sources of income and a lot of this economic hardship lingers today mm-hmm. soon jadu's store was completely looted and burned down during the riots by rioters yeah 
Her family never reopened the store. It feels it's shitty because like, what do you say to someone who still linger has lingering resentment towards a particular community? Let's say the black community, if they're Korean or something like. Right. They lived through this. Right. It's hard. Yeah. And this just benefits white America. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. What the Korean community saying, like, we need to all come together because they weren't in danger they were looking down at us like ha 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 they were watching from their fucking couch yeah the riots peaked in intensity over the next two days resulting in deployment of federal troops and federal law enforcement to control the situation i think all in all it was like ten thousand troops that they said were sent to los angeles president bush had a news conference where he said anarchy would not be tolerated mobs would not be tolerated and he would use whatever force is necessary to calm these motherfuckers down and we're at war right the the gulf war at this at the same time yeah 91 yeah Yeah. the u.s justice department the u.s justice department announced that it was resuming its investigation of the rodney king beating as a violation of federal civil rights law and president bush said that justice would prevail and he wanted the U.S. Justice Department to do a most thorough investigation. So they were also trying to calm people down. Yeah. On day three, Rodney King famously filmed a news conference in front of his lawyer's office, tearfully saying, people, please, can we all just get along? Can we stop making it horrible for the older people and the kids? We'll get our justice. Let's try to work it out. Let's try to work it out. I know it's like made fun of a lot. Yeah. But I mean... It's true. Can it's we all really just true. get along? Can we all just get along? And it's really sad if you see Rodney give this talk because he's just talking from the heart and he's clearly like he's about to cry. Yeah, it, it's true. And he yeah. says some corny shit. My dude did <laughs> say some corny shit, but he meant it. You know, it's kind of, it's weird because I'm thinking about there's kind of like a parallel to what's going on right now. It's like, well, this is why I first started this. Yeah, I mean, because I started this a long-ass time ago because I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be a twofer way back when. Um, but I kind of was scared at that time when the coronavirus thing is so, like, we don't know what's going to happen, right? Yeah, like, it's yeah. so uncertain, and the uncertainty is really scary for me. And um, I I was somebody who, like, really hated seeing, like, the footage. You saw, like, gun shops get very busy. Yeah. And so I was kind of really scared about that. And I started thinking about the L.A. riots. And that's why I chose this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, we haven't seen anything like that pop off. But, like, maybe this is something, you know, that, like, uh, let's brings us together, yes, but also lets off steam in a certain way. The rioting? No, not the rioting. Uh, but... Yes, the writing, but I'm talking about what's going on right now. Right. Uh, You know, it allows us to kind of look at each other and think, okay, maybe we are as a community not being taken care of. So maybe we need to take care of each other sort of thing. Right. I mean, there's a lot of odd camaraderie. Uh Uh-huh. Right? Like, you don't want to call it that, obviously. But it is like kind of taking a stand for everyone. Right. You know, like maybe you're not the one affected mm-hmm. as an individual, but like it, it affects all of us. So yeah. try to come together in that way. I see it. Uh, Rodney King was on the cover of Time magazine with those words. Please, please. Can we all just get along? Can we all just get along? God damn yeah. it. Yeah. 
can we stop making it horrible for the older people <laughs> and the kids that was really cute yeah i know yeah. It's true. and it is really sad like if you see like the first mob on florence and Mo- normandy it's really scary like literally like this um older latina woman and her husband were interviewed in that documentary i watched and and she's like i was just walking home from work and yeah. i just got hit in the head and dragged and and they don't even know what's going on and they're just like what the fuck and they're like so scared and like they're all going to the hospital at this time and it's just fucking scary Did you see some fucking idiots jump this elotera in uh south la last week i think it was no they stole all her fucking money they like they grabbed her by the neck they choked her out stole her money and like put it all on instagram live like some fucking idiots anyway people found those motherfuckers good yeah and beat the shit out of them as needed (laughs) honestly (laughs) anyway but uh people from around the neighborhood and stuff raised a whole shit ton of money for their lotera gave her like 20 grand or some shit that's awesome yeah that's awesome but the i mean oh that's scary i mean she'll never want to do that shit again that's what she was saying yeah it's like like, it's like you you don't just hit someone like that and like that's it you know like those scars last forever yeah that shit fucking idiots by this time several entertainment and sports events were canceled and postponed including the la lakers playoff game against the portland trailblazers la clippers and the utah's jazz dodgers postponed three games Van Halen and Metallica, which were a thing at this time, <laughs> postponed and moved all their concerts. Michael Bolton canceled his corny ass performance <laughs> that was set to take place at the Hollywood Bowl. By day four, most of the rioting has had been contained and 30,000 people attended a peace rally in Koreatown to support the local merchants and start racial healing. Okay. By the end of the riots, 63 people had died, including nine shot by law enforcement personnel and one National Guardsman. One third of the people killed were Latinx, even though we made up about less than half of the riot arrests. 2,400 people were injured in total. Rioters began about 3,600 fires and had destroyed 1,100 buildings. Wow. Firefighters said at peak, they were receiving fire calls once every minute. These are our own communities. Exactly. Like, we're just fucking ourselves up. It's like hitting yourself in the face. Yeah. For generations at this point, people had built up their fucking little businesses or whatever for us to just burn it to the ground. Yeah. The material losses varied. So, see, this one I found said 800 million to 1 billion, which sounds more accurate. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mayor Bradley finally lifted the curfew, signaling the end of the riots on Sunday, May 3rd. Federal guards and troops did not stand down until May 9th and half remained all the way through May 27th. The aftermath and effects of the riots was felt within the entire L.A. community, except for mostly white people. Mm -hmm. We saw a more united front with the Latinx and black community. And this later was said to have helped when there was an influx of Latinos to the area without much turmoil. Like when the Latinx community became huge in South Central, you didn't see the type of tension as they had seen with the Korean community. Mm, Yeah. And like I said, it, economically, it hit the Korean community the hardest. And they were also, a lot of them, deeply affected with PTSD. Yeah. LAPD Chief of Police Daryl Gates was forced to resign on June 28, 1992. Bye. Fuck that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. He started the D.A.R.E. program. Oh, yeah. 
he also came up with SWAT, the SWAT. Mm. So they can have their little toys to play with. That's what that shit is for. Yeah. There were even temporary truces at this point between rival gangs, the Crips and the Bloods following the riots. That's right. Remember those like barbecues? Yeah, they would have barbecues in the parks and shit. Yeah. And they would play the bomb music. Yeah. Yeah. And you know they had the bomb food. Oh, you know. So let's transition back to Rodney King. In the aftermath of the riots, public pressure mounted for a retrial of the officers. The Department of Justice sought indictment of the officers for violation of his civil rights. The jury indicted three officers for willfully and intentionally using unreasonable force and against Sergeant Kuhn for willfully permitting and failing to take action to stop the unlawful assault on King. Officer Lawrence Powell and Stacey Kuhn were sentenced to 30 months in prison and the other two officers were acquitted. During the three-hour sentencing, the judge did criticize Rodney, who he said had provoked the officer's initial actions. The judge lowered the sentence because he said the officers had undergone, quote, suffering via publicity of the case, had high legal bills, impending loss of their careers, and a higher risk of abuse while in prison. All right. That's what they deserve. Yeah. At the very fucking least. Yeah. Usually, sentencing guidelines would have called for between 70 to 87 months. So even the 30-month sentence. It's a drop in the bucket. Yeah. Rodney's team appealed, and the appellate court rejected the judge's reasoning and extended the terms. (laughs) However, both officers ended up only serving 30 months and were released for good behavior. But I will say that if they would have just got the 30 months, they probably would have served like 10. Yeah. Okay. So so at least with the longer ones, they did serve a full 30 months. Right. Not that that's good enough. Yeah. Rodney later filed a negligence claim against the city and alleged that he had suffered 11 skull fractures, permanent brain damage, broken bones and teeth, kidney failure, and emotional and physical trauma. Mm-hmm. L.A. Mayor Tom Bradley publicly offered him $200,000 and a free four-year college education funded by the city. Rodney was like, nah, I'm all right. <laughs> And he ended up getting awarded $3.8 million, Ooh. as well as $1.7 million in attorney's fees by a jury for the suit. The city did not pursue any charges against Rodney for the DUI or for er- evading arrest. My man's Rodney. <laughs> District Attorney Ira Reiner said, first of all, at this point, there's insufficient evidence. And honestly, by the time we were going to uh-huh. be able to get around to it, yeah. this, who fucking cares? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it, it didn't even matter anymore. Right. Brian Allen, the other passenger in Rodney's car, received $35,000, and the estate of Freddie Helms, the third passenger, settled for $20,000. Freddie had actually passed away in a car accident shortly after the <gasps> incident with Rodney, so he didn't even make it. He didn't even see the Rodney's trial or anything. Is like Freddie that. baseball cap, or that's the other one? He's baseball cap. Okay. R.I.P. Rodney invested his money in starting a record label called Straight alta paz records and that went out of business Uh you know who he should have hooked up with suge knight no because that that would have been a bad idea uh (laughs) what's her name from hugh grant oh (laughs) divine brown divine yeah she knew how to use her fucking money fuck yeah she did uh rodney then wrote a memoir and that was made into a movie about his life Later, Rodney struggled with alcohol and drug addiction and continued to be the subject of further arrests and convictions. 
He crashed his car into a block wall in downtown LA on August 21st, 1993. In 1995, he was arrested in Alhambra, shout out to Alhambra, yep. when he knocked his wife down with his car. Oh. On August 27th, 2003, he was arrested for speeding and running a red light while under the influence. He failed to yield to officers and slammed his car into a house in 2007 while riding home on a bike because now he can't drive. <laughs> he was shot in the face, arms, and back with pellets from a shotgun. And he reported to police that the attackers were a man and woman trying to steal his bike. Damn, what kind of bike was it? Oh, no. <laughs> Probably a nice one. He's, yeah. uh, hopefully he still has some money, right? Yeah. In 2008, Rodney appeared on season two of Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew, which seems to happen to a lot of people that I uh, do yeah. episodes on. He also appeared on Sober House, also with Dr. Drew, and tried to work through his addictions and what he said was lingering trauma from the incident back in 1991. He was arrested in 2012 for reckless driving. And finally, on Father's Day, June 17th, 2012, Rodney's wife, Cynthia Kelly, found him lying underwater at the bottom of their swimming pool. Police in Rialto received a 911 call and attempted to revive him. He was transferred to Arrowhead Regional Medical Center and pronounced dead on arrival. He died 28 years to the day after his father had been found dead in their pool in 1984. What? After an investigation, the police did not find any foul play, and his autopsy revealed that the cause of death was accidental drowning, and there was a combination of alcohol, cocaine, marijuana, and PCP in his system. Oh, God. They did this. Making a murderer. They, they did this to him. Reverend Al Sharpton delivered the eulogy at uh, Rodney's funeral. His death brought up a lot of conversations again about how he had become this accidental civil rights figure. Mm-hmm. And Rodney was a really complicated man, but his story is a very important symbol of the gruesome reality of life for black men in America. And that's the story of Rodney King. Oh, good one, Steph. Ugh. That shit's crazy, right? Yeah, I hate that that happened. I hate Me it. Too. I hate it. It's so sad. Like, it's so sad to see just these people just and our people just reach this level like be pushed to this level too yeah. it's not it's not from nowhere and it's not for nothing but i mean was it the right reaction obviously not right and, you know but are we just, are we in a better place because it happened which i feel like is a shitty thought to have i don't know like i mean so that's a thing like the 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 thing is that nothing fucking changed like the police are still doing this yeah. actively True. like while we're yeah. sitting here fucking talking you yeah. know and we're still getting even hd video <laughs> right now you know at least there's like some sort of more it's more transparency i guess yeah about like this kind of thing but um so has nothing like that changed like did the police didn't fucking change and there was like that fucking lapd officer after the fact like there was some corny shit he tried to say like he um the the deputy he was like mm -hmm. oh he tried to like you know solve like this tension within the communities and the police officers he tried to hire more police officers of color which is like it's just the front like that doesn't yeah. solve the fucking problem right so in that sense, no, nothing's fucking changed. But like us as a community, like people yeah. of color, I hope that like yeah. we would never let this happen again. Because exactly. Obviously, it was awful. Yeah, we paid for it. 
you yeah, know like we just hurt ourselves yeah. you know not only were we the ones that were hurt by the man but then we had to go around and fuck around and hurt each other and ourselves yeah what the fuck was that about so hopefully that would never happen again yeah you know? i think that like institutionally like you said it were pro i'm more than likely in the same place but as a community i in the shadow of that i think that's probably the only good that came of it yeah Ugh. and it did it did like bring this bit like it was literally like in the face of the people of america and they couldn't not see what was happening yeah. for the first time and that was really important right but yeah i mean there's we got the, the longest way to go Ugh. now uh all right now we gotta do oj because that's like also that's crazy one. yeah fuck all right guys well that was big <laughs> i can't even talk anymore i've been talking nonstop for an hour that was this week's episode uh hit us up on instagram and twitter at drama club pod on the website drama club pod.com on the hotline 505-530-556 at our p.o box p.o box number 27433 laca90027 and we'll talk to you on thursday with our brand new afternoon delight episode bye bye however whatever with your helmet